Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Out of skills. Great leaders, they stimulate belief without evidence. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. There ain't going to be no four pillars. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Back in 1994, the Cleveland Browns coaching staff included head coach Bill Belichick, defensive coordinator Nick Saban, also on that staff, former St. Louis football Cardinals offensive coordinator and Colts head coach Rod Dahlhauer, Kirk Ferentz, a longtime head coach at Iowa, was their offensive line coach. Pat Hill, longtime head coach at Fresno State, was an assistant offensive line coach. And on the defensive staff, former Mizzou head coach Woody Widenhofer, Chuck, Br- Chuck Bresnahan, longtime defensive coordinator. And, of course, you heard the name already, and you heard the voice, our own, our coach, Rick Venturi, who's with us now on 101 ESPN. Coach, it is great to have you with us. Good morning. How you doing? Well, good friend. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm struggling to recover from that debacle Sunday, I, Saturday. I totally expected us to be playing the Browns this Saturday at home, and I it just is a real killer to lose that way and one that you, I thought personally we were really going to get. But life goes on. you got to get over it and move forward. And, you know, as you know, one of the reasons I'm on today is this last 24 hours uh, in my world has just been surreal, to put it mildly. All right, Coach, i got to ask you about these losses because one of the reasons that people get out of coaching is because the, the losses are worse than the wins are good. What about as a broadcaster? Because we talk a lot and uh, we communicate a lot and I, I know that you're emotionally invested. Do you kind of take these losses as a broadcaster like you did as a coach? Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I go home and have a good dinner and get a good okay, night's good. sleep, so that's a different, <laughs> but I will t- I will tell you this, and, and you know me. You know me well and you followed me lately. Um, I approach the games as a broadcaster every bit as hard and with every bit of film work, preparation, uh, creating blueprints for the win or loss. So, you know, when you get that heavily invested in a team and, you know, you're there, you're there for every day in training camp, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I have the same emotions. You know, I, I really do. I wish I didn't, but uh, they, were, they were kidding me on Saturday because, you know, they said, how you feel, Coach? I said, like I used to, I'm on Death Con 1. So, <laughs> you know, so, so there you go. <laughs> well, Coach, as you mentioned, it has just been a wild week and especially a wild 24 hours with the news that Bill Belichick is moving on from the Patriots and that Nick Saban is retiring. You coached with both of them. Just your initial reactions to the news of that. Well, Brooke, it's uh, you know it's 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 shocking in some ways, in some ways it isn't. I mean, in the Patriots situation, um, you knew that there was a real strong possibility. I mean, we've all known that wasn't a secret. Um, and in in my opinion, it's a little bit different because even though it's a 24 year break, uh, you know, with an iconic relationship, but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to keep coaching and is going to have his choice. Because in my mind, there's no question he's going to go after Shula. He's, I, I think that's the last thing in his life that he has to do. So, you know, so that's one thing. Uh, Nick and I, who have really bonded over the years, we have a great close relationship, our wives do. Um, I wasn't totally shocked 
but it saddens me because he's everything that college football should be, believe it or not, not just because he's a winner, but because of how he does it. Uh, and, you know, and, and I just felt a little bit, and Randy asked me this question, I felt a little bit different. I felt like that he was a little bit more at peace during the season than he normally is. So it wasn't shocking to me, but it saddened to me because, you know, I think it's a passing of, like I say, everything that I think is great in college football. What are the common denominators, having been on the sidelines and yeah. in private conversations with these guys, what are the common denominators that you see with Saban and Belichick? Well, Dan, that's pretty interesting because there are some. I mean, I think in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, first of all, they looked at football as a way of life. And in that case, um, they, they were the same. Um, both of them brilliant strategists, great technicians, both of them uh, superior detailists. In other words, when, when I say no stone is left unturned, no stone is left unturned. Um, and then I think the other quality is both of them will drive people to a level beyond what they think they can achieve. And that's, that's not always easy when you're in the middle of it, but they will, they will drive you beyond what you think you can get. Now, the interesting thing is there's a lot of differences in the two guys, believe it or not. They're very different in personality, number one. And if you can believe this, Dan, they're actually very different in how they would approach X's and O's like per game or per scheme. Now, we were able to merge that at Cleveland, and I was kind of the middle guy. I was kind of in between there. But they actually, you know, Bill is, as you see him, he's methodical. No day changes. You're uncomfortable 24 hours a day, (laughs) 365 days a year, because what you see – on that podium is not a hell of a lot different than the one you see in there. And then Nick was much more volatile in those days, much more volatile. But, you know, he would get it off and then it was over, uh, you know, and then you could go out and have a beer together. I mean, and Bill looked at the game where I always said, and I, they both those guys in that one year, 94, they have shaped me forever in, in coaching and how I view the game today. But Bill was a pragmatist. Bill was a very brilliant guy, but he believed in we're going to take away this or we're not going to let you do this. And I'm, if I have to be extreme to do it, I'll do it. And we're going to have a very limited game plan, and we're just going to concentrate on those things. Where Nick is a little bit more of the mad scientist. You know, he had five calls for every situation. So, But when you put them together, the merging was phenomenal. And Belichick, correct me if I'm wrong, was kind of at the forefront of the NFL being as paranoid as it is right now because you talk about driving people, right, to coach to, to be to do what things they can't do, but he drove you coaches too. Oh, no, no. Listen, there is nobody. I've heard Tom Brady comment. It. I mean, no, when you got in that meeting room, I mean, there was no many, no one, um, you know, immune to any of that, you know, and if you, he would call you out and, you know, as coaches, we just worked around the clock. I don't know how that's changed. Uh, I always kid them both. I always say I was with you guys before you were icons, you know, <laughs> to be honest with you. But Bill was a driver. I mean, we just we worked around the clock. Uh, I don't recall any offseason, Randy, to be honest with you. I took the job there after the combine. So it was late February. 
And I was in Cleveland for three weeks before I saw the light of day. I finally, <laughs> we finally had a Sunday off in the middle of March. And I remember taking my company car and driving downtown to see, you know, the new Jake field at that time and the rock and roll. I, would, I, just, I had to see the town I was going to move to. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I wanted to ask you about going back to Nick Saban. It's also brought up a discussion of the state of college football right now. We played this yep. soundbite earlier from Mizzou head coach Eli Drinkwitz, where he talked about we're going to continue to drive out great coaches unless we get our act together and get some sort of plan that is sustainable. The business model is not as good as it needs to be, and it has to improve. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I think that's a huge point, and, I, and I'm sure that's a bit of a factor. I think Nick is a guy between he and Terry. Um, he also is a guy that has a little bit of a life, a little bit more than people think off the field. And so at 72 years old, maybe it was a natural deal. But I also think that a big factor in it is the chaos that now exists in college football. And I know Nick himself you know, was old school um, you know, he hates the NIL. Uh, he hates the transfer portal, as I do. Um, you know, I mean, I guess there's a, a quality that you still love on Saturday afternoon, but the process to me now is chaotic, and, and I don't think it's worth a damn. And I think guys like Nick, who really, you know, he just he just never loved it. I think that just wears you out. And if you have a choice, you say, I'm done with it. Coach, in the game of life, 72 is a young person. But in this day yep. and age, you know, when you talk about being a college coach, all those reasons you just gave, or in the NFL, as you know it intimately, is it sustainable at that age of 72? Well, you know, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it depends on who you are and what your situation is. Um, you know, I think, you know, Belichick, obviously, Dan, I, I think because of what's left for him, um, it, it probably is sustainable. You know, you know, I always thought, I never thought that Pete Carroll ever, ever, speaking of another guy, I never thought Pete Carroll ever lost the zest, you know, at 72 or whatever. So, you know, I, I take pride in the fact that at 77, I can still bang it around if I have to. But uh, I do think that the co- because of the way the college game has gone, I mean, I, I, I just I'm, I'm, I would be so to me, that would be so difficult to deal with that process on a 365 day basis. And that's what it's become. Uh, I think it probably is a little bit tougher. Rick Venturi with us for a couple more minutes here on 101 ESPN, and I want to get the final word on both of these guys. Number one, any doubt in your mind that Nick Saban is the best college football coach ever? Oh, none. Uh, absolutely none. I mean, you know, it's it's not just statistic. It's It's right there on tape for you. The other thing I say about him is not only has he been a great winner, but, you know, really, Randy, he's run a really class program. I mean, his kids graduate. They haven't had any big shadows on that program with all the success they've had, and that's unusual, um, unquestionably the best coach ever. Okay, and you know that I keep track of these numbers. Uh, Bill Belichick, with Tom Brady as his starting quarterback, 249 wins, 75 losses. Without Tom Brady as his starting quarterback, 83 and 100. So I'll ask the same question of Belichick. Is he the greatest pro football coach of all time? Well, I think he is from a championship standpoint. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, I, as a kid, 
I never coached against him. I met him. Uh, I knelt at the, art, at the altar of Coach Lombardi, and I think if he'd have stayed, I think he would have had equal amount of championships. You know, the trophy's named after him for a reason. Uh, I do think the fact that he has struggled without Tom, and I, and I think it's the foreboding of what job he takes. Um, it's hard. It's hard to win in this league without a great quarterback, and I won't say that that taints him at all because I don't think it does. I think he he statistically is the best coach of all times, but uh, it, it it is a little bit. You know, you you do question it just a shade. And I want to come back to your Colts because that's the team that you're covering now. Uh, Minshew had a very good year, but what do you think of Anthony Richardson? Is he going to be fine? Well, Anthony Richardson has everything it takes to be a superstar. He has uh, tremendous tools, which we all know. Uh, Miss Sherry can go to the combine and see that. Uh, number two, he has great quarterback skills, better than I thought he does. He's a uh, he's a really he's got a great football IQ. Uh, he's a workaholic. And he's very well respected by his teammates, even as a fourth draft pick rookie. Uh, to me, the marriage of him and Steichen, who had Hurts in the beginning, who is flexible, is a perfect matchup. There's only two caveats that I would say in terms of Anthony, and one is short term. And that is, I think, you know, there may be more growth than people here think. You know, there's not necessarily a linear. Uh, a linear uprise from nine and eight to where you go next. Every season is different, and I'm not sure there might not be some growth issues because he missed most of this season uh, going into next year. But the only real long-term issue I have, Randy, and it has a little bit to do with system and what's how the NFL has evolved, is I'm not sure that his style – uh, you know, and this NCAA influx onto the Sunday game, and his style is different. It's closest to Hertz. It's not really like Lamar. He runs almost like a fullback when he runs those zone reads. And th- my my concern there is sustainable health. And you know now the you know the Eagles have done a good job with Hertz, and you know taught you know taught him how to slide, t- tell him when to get down, when to get out. And I think we're going to have to really do the same thing because this kid, like I said, when he takes the ball, he runs strong. He runs more like a running back, you know, than where Lamar is so elusive. You can't get your hands on him in space. But I I just think that particularly it's the only thing that will stop this kid is the health issue. Coach Venturi, it's always great to hear your voice here on 101 ESPN. This is where Coach Venturi got his broadcasting start. And uh, we love you. And thanks so much for the time on short notice. We appreciate it. Well, you were my mentor, man. So thank you very much. Coach, take care. We'll talk soon. Uh, That is Coach Rick Venturi joining us here on 101 ESPN.